the endless expanse is around you. You look off and you can see the twinkling lights of nearby stars. You can see swirling cosmic nebulas, galaxies being born and destroyed in the distance. You can see the entirety of space in a clarity you've never been able to before. It's almost as though you're part of it, as though you're living and breathing through it. You look around, taking it all in. It's cold. It's harsh. But in a weird way, it's kind of reassuring. There's so much out there. You slam forward. This image almost breaks, kind of refracts and shatters, and you're flying forward. You can see lights streaking by, an endless swarm of darkness just going past you as you see pinpricks that shoot past you, orange, blue, yellow, red. You can't quite tell, you refract again, impact, your vision changes. Ahead of you, you can see the expanse of Keth, this orb down beneath. Beyond that, you can see the bright glow of the sun. You can't quite tell anything on the surface at this moment. Give me a brain strike. That is a one. Give me a grit check. That one is clock. That is it too. You flash forward again as refraction hits you and you feel it slam into your body. Take one uh, injury token. Another image appears. These are almost flashing by like frames in a picture. You see now Keth laid before you and you see the giant map of it. Another image hits you. You can see now you're above Solana and you can see the glittering three rings of the Citadel. You can see desert above that sporadic forest that turns into dense foliage and extends down beneath to the mountains and areas beyond. Another flash, you are over the citadel. You can see the three rings, Daybreak, Aureus, and Zenith. In the center, five towers and the ziggurat that is the Zenith temple. You feel something pulling on you, almost pulling you in a different direction. You can't quite tell. Do you want to give in to that pull? Um, can I sense which direction? Um, give me a brains check. Uh, 14. Uh, you can sense it's pulling you towards, uh, mountains, uh, a town, a forest. You get familiar sensations, but you can't say exactly what it is. Um, also with that, do I, I don't sense anything nefarious or any other presence. You don't sense anything nefarious per se. You feel it, this feels harsh. It feels dangerous, uh, wild, not evil, but just kind of, uh, more, uh, like if you're caught in an avalanche. 
I give in. Okay. Uh, to the pole, so you're going to go shooting with the pole? Okay. Um, you snap forward. As you snap forward to the next frame, you can see beneath you the villa that you grew up in. Uh, these, like, probably one to two story sections of this white kind of stone with bits of, like, gold kind of weaving through. Uh, almost like a limestone kind of feel. It's kind. It's got this harsh kind of look to it, and a golden roof of uh, tiles and clay. And right as you see that, you snap again, and you are flying across the continent. Uh, you can see things rush past you. You see uh, a pathway you've traveled down before, a forest you've been in before, a ditch where you met a friend. You see a circle of stones, a single stone there. You land. You can see. The comet stone. You look within and you can see these swirling galaxies. As you look into it, it's almost like you were looking into space itself. It's like a doorway or a window into a different world. What do you want to do? I if reach anything. out with my left hand and place it upon the comet stone. As you place it on there, you see the galaxies start slowly rotating. Almost like your perspective is changing. Similar to the rotation of the planets, it's almost as though the galaxies are rotating around you. It's a weird sensation. You can't tell if they're moving or if you are, but it speeds up faster and faster and faster. You watch as it continues to swirl and swirl and swirl. Give me a... Um, hmm. Give me a flight check. Nine. Nine. You feel a connection to other places. You sense about five other connections. It's weird. And you feel them start pulling on your being, almost like your being is pulled somewhere else. Do you want to fight that pull or go with it? I'm going to try and resist it. Okay. Give me a grit check. Four. Four? How much would I need to succeed? Four. I'm using all my adversity tokens. Okay. You feel a rip and explosion. You push off these senses for a second there. You get images that kind of appear. You can see an ocean. You see a landscape dark, burnt, kind of tattered, these strange orange ferns growing out of it. You see a beautiful forest with these iridescent bio kind of luminescent organisms moving throughout, these beautiful branches and moonlight cascading through. You see another one, you're in these mountains. Uh, you can see that they're kind of, you're overlooking a valley. You can see a sprawling city there. You see another one and it's the villa again. But you're inside, and you see two faces that look familiar. You can see one figure wears clean and dignified regalia, a strip of cloth flowing over their frame, a stance and posture of a diplomat. You can see the other is in pristine, lightweight armor, the crest of a captain on their shoulder. You recognize them immediately. You feel in that moment you've chosen to resist you see them start to talk. 
How is he? You're snapped away. You feel a rip and explosion. The tether snaps and you are flying. You're screeching and screeching across. It's weird. It's almost like these parts have been split apart and they're all rejoining together. You land in your body. It's cold and hot at the same time. It's almost like there is a nuclear fission going on within your body. Your eyes kind of blink as you're trying to come to. Give me one more grit check. Cocked. That's an explosion. Great. Ten. Ten, you just succeed. Your eyes kind of, almost before they open, you see beyond into the atmosphere looking up from the comet stone in the glade that you know in Duskwood. And you watch as you see six streaks of light enter the atmosphere and disperse. You, your eyes open and you are awake. Welcome to Pi and Loranus. Or Loranus and Pi this time. Um, <laughs> that's our little intro. Uh, just a fun little, little, little sequence for Loranus here. Um, I'm N. I will be GMing today. Uh, with I'm, me is Toby. Yeah, that's me. I'm Toby. Um, before we jump in, just a few little things. Uh, please uh, like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you think of this stuff. Uh, we also have a Patreon set up, uh, which is Tabletop Rodents. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. And you can find me and Toby at our handles here, respectively. Yeah, I'll give and a follow on TikTok as well. Same place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're posting are... some clips and things like that. Some just overall, uh, you know, TTRPG content as well. Mm -hmm. So give us a look if you'd like to. Uh, we'd appreciate it. And uh, yeah, okay. Um, well, I guess I guess we'll jump back into the session. Uh, <laughs> we'll do a quick little recap. All right. After rescuing Duskwood from the peril of the Void Storm, both Pi and Loranus emerged change. Loranus with lingering wounds and a newfound connection to the stars, and Pi having discovered a new strengthened dynamic with the Void. Pi, uh, Pi and Loranus began their day with a trip to Agatha's. After a cup of soothing tea and coffee, the two split. Loranus continued his physical therapy with Jimbo. A trip to the Comestone led Loranus's mind to the stars. He witnessed the descent of the Nebulon Riders before a shadowy presence returned him to his body. Despite his anxieties, he took time to rest. The stop at the Paklakak led to an interesting rehearsal and eventually a date with Voria Jets. The two had a lovely evening, evening at Papa Tusk's Boar and Pork House. It would have been serene if not for the interruption of a celibate Twilight follower, Eggy. After dinner, Voria and Lorana shared a moment under the stars that ended in a kiss. Meanwhile, Pi ventured to the W Games Arena for some dart practice. They got weirdly existential with Bronceville, giving the small shroom the title Harbinger of Death. After a showdown with the bowl cuts that left the mossy mullets on the bottom, Pi faced Gattaca, making a deal to accept the oak position of the Forest Guardians. Pi ended up becoming the oak of the Forest Guardians, and offered the Void Crystal to Keth, in a hope to mend the tenuous relations between the two Arcanums. And after donning the Mantle of Oak, Pi reconvened with Loranus, and the two recounted their eventful days before finding their way to sleep. 
And that is where we pick up. Loranis, you wake up. You're still kind of reeling from this. Your body is almost cooling down in a way. It's like that weird kind of sensation when you wake up when you have a fever where you're hot and then as soon as you take the blankets off, you're cold again. You're kind of coming to, your heart's racing and you can see, uh, where, where is Lorena sleeping actually? Where do you think? Uh, normally I sleep um, on like a big gnarled root, sort of propped up um, as pie roots down. I have my sort of um, belongings and things. My jacket's off to one side. Um, but in this moment, even though my heart is pumping, the adrenaline is pumping in my body, I immediately go for my, what is now becoming my dream journal, apparently, and I'm going to draw as much as I can remember. Okay, uh, give me a brains check. Let's see how much you get down. That's an explosion. That's... A second explosion on a D20. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay. <laughs> so fuck off, why don't you, DM? Uh, 46. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get everything. Um, I'll even give you with that fucking 46. Um, you are drawing... <laughs> you're drawing the figures from your dream and the villa and do you remember seeing those two talking and one of them the um the diplomat said how is he you begin to realize who they're talking about You also are drawing the six streaks of light that you saw. And you kind of flip through and find a map that you previously had in the journal of um, this continent. And you pick out these six locations based on your ideas and what you saw. These like weird splits and images that you were experiencing. One is in Solana. Uh, specifically Citadel of Light. The next one is in the Lands Betwixt. The next one is in the Zephyr Mountains, which you know is uh, where the uh, Kingdom of Zephyr is located. One is in the ocean. Uh, you can pick out from like the temperature, you get like weird sensations when you're drawing it, of temperature, feeling, um, and kind of like the coastline, you realize it's like way to the south of the continent is in the sea somewhere. Um, how many is that? Four, One, two, three. Was that four? Mm-hmm. Um, the forest, you it you recognize it because you've been there briefly, uh, is Indragal, somewhere in Indragal, mm-hmm. uh, the Moon Kingdom. And the last one uh, is Duskwood. And as you kind of draw the six, like, streaks out, you start to, like, just kind of draw what you remember. And you draw, like, a small kind of line and then a figure on top of it almost. And you realize that these are people riding on some sort of starboard. 
and you put it together with these are the Nebulon Riders. And that there's six of them in six locations, it seems. Like something might be matching up there. Now, I have a question. Yes. Lorandis is smarter than me. Mm -hmm. I don't know who they, my... Um... Who the person is? Yeah, who are they talking about, my siblings? They were talking about your father. Okay, that's what Toby thought, but Toby is not... Yes, they are definitely talking about your father, uh, asking how, basically saying, how is he doing? Uh, yeah. Something's happening with your father. You don't know what. Okay. I'm writing notes. Um, I'm writing in quickly because it's the language I know best in the written form in um, Sunspeak Solana, mm -hmm. the language. Um, the scribbling notes about all of this, the interactions, um, Nebulon writers, I write that um, multiple times. Um, and then I try and think back to what Bethilda told me about the direction or where Reginosaurus went. Mm. I, I'll be honest with you, I cannot recall exactly where she said that they were going. Um, but I believe, and I'll, I'll, we'll like work this in, um, it, it could have happened in a scene we didn't see or something like that. Um, they are going towards, uh, the Zephyr Mountains. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's where they were headed. They might have already gotten there and they might be onto somewhere else. Um, then I also would like to write a theory about, um... Potentially, these um, six streaks of light, the Nebulon Riders, were um, um, drawn toward heavy uh, locations of, like, the Comet Stone. I don't know if there's just one in the world. It seems like there was a comet that broke apart, and they each went to these locations that are all scattered all across uh, the continent. It's about probably, like, 4 a.m. right now. Um, you look up into the sky. You're outside, yes? Mm -hmm. Pi is there next to you. Um, you can feel, like, Pi's roots kind of, like, start to move towards you in, like, a weird kind of, like, Pi's asleep, but still has, um, kind of, like, an, an attunement with you or kind of feeling like that, almost like an emotional support animal. Um, or like that kind of tight bond you have with someone where just like a root kind of moves over and like kind of like just touches on your leg just to kind of like check in and just kind of subconsciously being like, I'm here. Um, you look up and you can kind of see off distance where the glade is and you see this light kind of shriek down from the stars, hit it. You see like a almost like it's weird, it's like a silent flash explosion, almost like a supernova in like one second, it's gone. And then you kind of look around for a second and your eyes wander to the top of the twin mountains here and you see another flash up there atop the mountains. Hmm. How far away would I say um, the Comet Stone is from our position in the forest? Uh, like the glade where it's at? Mm -hmm. uh, probably... Like, probably like a mile to half a mile, not too far. Probably like a, at most, 15-minute walk. 
Mm. I'm going to lightly um, shake the root that um, Pi put on my leg. Uh, you shake. Oh. oh. No, Pi. no, I didn't take the pudding. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Pi. What? Oh, yeah. Rannis. Oh. Oh, right. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Was everything okay? Yes, I think so. Um, I don't know if I've had the chance to catch you in on of what happened. So you know I went to the Comet Stone, um, well, yesterday. It's the sure. middle of the evening, I know. Um, to try and heal my, my curse. Um, and when I, did I tell you the vision I saw? Uh, I'll ask you, do you think that you told in your guys' walk? back to the forest guardians do you think you relayed this information to pi yes yeah yeah I've, I've, i have no reason to hide a secret i remember yeah you said it was like it was like a weird city and lots of people and some guys on like skateboards or something i don't know surfboards um starboards well that's the nebulon riders and i right. told you that osorius was um in danger i heard uh, their name thrown about yeah. in this video. Well, they're here. They just landed. One of them landed about a mile away from here. At the Comet Stone. Oh. oh. And there was another flash up on the mountains, which is where I believe Osorius um, went with Reggie. All right. Um... So, what is it? I think investigate the the comet stone right now. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Let's go now. Yes. Are you too tired still? No. No. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I'll just not catch like a little a little animal on the way. Maybe like a bird or like I don't know. If I'm feeling frisky, maybe I'll get like a ferret. Okay. Um. um yes. Yeah. Uh, as you walk, uh, just a point of clarification, um, the mountains here are the Blue Mountains. Uh, these, mm. The mountains that Reginosaurus went to are the Zephyr Mountains or in a different location. Um, mm. uh, I thought they went to, were going to see Mooney, which is where that is, right? Mm -hmm. The Blue Mountains. They were, yes. But these are the, these are the two mountains that look over um, Duskwood. Uh, and uh, you know that there's like the Agatha used to climb up there. There's a snow lily filled up there, and then the elevator that goes up, and the Mobilitia is uh, stationed on the side of the mountain. Ah, uh, right. Forget about them. Mm -hmm. I've only seen them once, and they were in town. Um, um, let's move quickly. Uh, I think Osorius is safe for now, but I'm curious to see what this Nebulon rider is, what they look like. Okay, you emerge into, you approach the glade. Uh, as you approach, uh, you're about like 100 feet away. Is there anything you want to do? Um, I will ask Pi, can you lift me up? Can you get me to a spot where there's less trees so I can try and see in? Oh yeah, sure thing. 
um, Pi will like tuck you away into the branches. We'll move over to a different kind of like find like an area that's a bit more of like a clearing between the branches and then stand, excuse me, stands there as a tree, uh, kind of incognito and puts you mm -hmm. up in the branches. Um, so you can look out over uh, the glade. Uh, give me a, a notice check. Uh, that's a 10. A 10. Uh, you look out into the glade, and usually uh, you're familiar to, like, a faint glow from the comet stone. Like, this faint kind of, like, dull blue, um, just kind of uh, warmth there. You do not see that. Um, you see, like, a faint sliver of moonlight uh, coming down. Um, uh, the moon, I don't think we ever said uh, what cycle the moon was in. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. I it's... did, actually. You last did? Crescent. Crescent. Great. That's what I was going to say. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I guess I just knew. The moon is in a crescent um, at the moment. Uh, so there's like a faint bit of moonlight coming down. Uh, you see a figure, um, probably about uh, three, two to three feet tall, uh, at the center there, kind of like looking down. It's either like a short individual or someone who's hunched over and bent down. Hmm. A short individual, you say? Uh, potentially, yes. It's hard to make out with the low lighting. Hmm. Um, I would like to send some light, some starlight into the clearing. Okay. I'm using, let's say, Illumia. Yeah, what is your... What do these starlights look like? It looks like um, an orb, and inside is encapsulated like, you know, when you those like, um, you know, those like um, Tesla balls where you mm -hmm. touch it and it like crackles, but it crackles with like a star inside. Oh, okay. It's almost like uh, when instead of like what the crackle that goes out, it's almost like a miniature like sun flare supernova kind mm -hmm. of like of like. Um, they're the kind of dispersed into a, like a cosmic dust nebula that kind of circles back around before forming in. Um, mm. You send out these lights into the clearing. And you see they reflect off of uh, silver gray fur, a tangled mess, the steel wool of a person themselves, Jimbo, uh, kind of digging uh, down. And you can see that the comet stone is not there. There's like a hole hi. in the ground where it was. Hi, that's Jimbo. Let's go. Let's go and, go and see. All right, you've got it. Uh, Pi uh, walks in. As you uh, walk in, you see uh, Jimbo turns up. Whoa, who the fuck's there? What the fuck's going on? What? Oh, oh, Loranus, thank God. Gee. Okay, um, are you okay? Uh, is this, who's, who is this, who's the tree friend here? I, you have not met, really, have you? This is Pi. Hello, I'm Pi. Oh yeah, you're like the guy during like the storm. You were like in the thing and you did the stuff. Yeah. Also, apparently they are now the Oak Guardian of the Duskwood. Ah, oh, well, congratulations. I guess they should. Uh, I, I'm Jimbo. Uh, I work. I don't. I, I do things. I'm like a cat person. Um, you and I will have to get acquainted on those sort of things. Uh, but um, yeah. Uh, I need Loranus. I'm sorry. Um, let me down, Pi. Oh, sure thing. Uh, Pi puts you down. Did you? Are, are you okay? Did you touch the stones? Anything happen? Um, 
so I had a vision I could not sleep. Okay. The Nebulon Riders are here, like I told you, from what I saw. Shit, that was fucking fast. Okay, it's been like fucking not even the 24 hours. Well, it is nighttime, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Um, okay, okay. Did you see anything else in your dream? Um, um yes. I, I, I just open up my my drawings. Holy fuck, this is like a whole last coloring book storyboard. I leave out um, the part with my family. Okay, sure. You kind of like wave your hand across that page and you just watch as those images kind of just like shimmer and the ink almost like seeps into the page so faintly that it's invisible. Um, mm. And you kind of realize that uh, you can kind of control what images are shown from your book as you want to with magic. Um, uh, Jimbo kind of looks through it. Uh, I'll say that because of your beautiful description and like the way that you were able to capture everything, no problem. Jimbo's got it all. Um, so let me get this straight. I, I'm first and foremost, um, we're going to deal with the Nebulon writers in just a second, but I need to make sure that you are safe. Okay. Um, how are you feeling? Right. Well, I, I felt a little bit feverish when I woke up. How's that? Is that still uh, it's subsiding? subsiding it has subsided okay. now. And you can feel like the a bit of like pain in like the wound there. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like, but it's not bad. It's like, it's like an icy hot, um, for lack of a better word. It's, it's like Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> pops out of the tree and says. You grow, uh, you grow another head and Shaq just comes out of your neck. <laughs> oh, he just starts doing all of his commercials. It's the gold bond one. Uh, skin. I nurture my skin. <laughs> he pulls out a pizza. Ooh. <laughs> um uh regard sorry. Uh uh so uh <laughs> you feel like this kind of like weird uh uh, tingle there. It's like discomforting and kind of painful, but not um, doesn't feel like sickness or anything in the mo at this moment. Um, you do still have the harm from uh, your dream, though. Um, so if you might have some effects from that, um, those would still be lingering. Yes, I was injured by um, well, you saw I was being ripped almost apart across the world and the stars and the universe so okay. i'm still feeling like sore right yeah that makes sense if like something's trying to split your being apart uh you would feel like that uh i i was able to do a little bit of research yesterday into this sort of um what's going on you know you're, uh you're not the first person to have uh, these kind of weird associations with different arcanum that are kind of putting you through the ringer. And um, from what I've gathered, uh, in these situations, and especially when you're dealing with the cosmos and something as vast as the stars, you need an anchor. We got to find something that you can hold on to to make sure you don't get ripped apart. You're locked out this time. But we have to find you something to be able to hold on so you can ground yourself. I know exactly what you mean. 
the essence of my me being a sun elf, it feels like there's an anchor, something tethering me. Yeah, something something like that. Uh, it's up. It's really I from what I've gathered, it doesn't necessarily associate with the arcanum you are dealing with or the arcanum that you come from. It can be anything, something that means something to you that you can hold on to. There's been, from what I've gathered, someone had a music box that um, in their dreams they would carry with them. They would hold it to their chest. When they go into the dreams, they would carry it with them. When things got bad, they'd wind it up and the music would take them out of it. I saw another one about someone with a coin. They'd flip the coin. It would take them out of the dream. Something for you to be able to carry into the dream with you so that when you come out, you can use it to facilitate like a, like a, good, like a good exit, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I need to work on that. All I have is expensive things that don't mean much to me. Well, then you gotta find something that uh, has that weight for you. Um, did you see the flesh, the other flesh, on the mountain? Yes. I think that might be the Marblisha, no? I don't think so. Marblisha's like, uh, maybe like, I don't know, like a quarter to a, like a third of the way up the mountain. No, that was up at the tippy top, nestled between the two, you know? I do know, like, about the mountains here. Like, is this like yes. Okay. I read about it um, quite frequently. I also read that the Marblisha used. There was once a fight with the Star Riders when they first showed up here. No. Oh yeah, yeah. The like the Marblisha and the Star. So the Star Riders came down and they were like, they were looking for like some shit, and then uh, and then. I was wrapped up with the Comet Stone, and uh, they came with that, and that was in the forest, and... That's when Osorius came, right? Yeah, and they were, like, kind of, like, it seemed like they weren't... From what I gathered from Osorius, they weren't part of the, uh, what do you call it, the, uh, the Luminate... No, what is it? Lu... Uh... Lumiano. Yeah, the Lumiano Dynasty. He wasn't part of that. They were, like, uh, outcasts or uh, outlaws. They had escaped on their own. Mm -hmm. And would try to do their own thing, which led them here, I guess. Uh, but hmm. I'm not. Uh, things worked out between them. We were able to like stop them from fucking everything up. Asorius helped us out. There was like void shit, you know. The prospector was fucking dead and then back. And I guess that's a regular thing that happens now. Uh, but yeah, Asorius is the only one who stayed. The rest were either. Um... Then what about Australia? Australia. Oh. That's your teammate, right, Pi? Yeah, yeah, that is. Uh, that is my teammate. Wait, what? Is there something I should know about Australia? She's a star elf, isn't she? Oh, I thought she was just like really pretty. I didn't realize that it was like That's... from. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, Estrell, you know, people, like, I'm pretty sure Estrell came from, she might have come from the, you know, I never asked. You know, I probably should have asked now I think about it. Uh, I'm curious if she's awake right now as well. Uh, we could, if you know where she lives, you could go find out. Uh, 
Pi, you you'd be the person that would know. Um, I think after yesterday, um, I feel like showing up at like the middle of the night is like not a good image for me and my my teammates. I kind of like really accidentally fucked up Bronzeville on Stardust because we were like doing lines and stuff, you know, like how it is. And I don't. I have no. I know nothing about your darts practice. I'm just your manager. There's like a category that's like you get really fucked up, and then you throw darts. And so I was like doing that, and Bronzeville was also really inspired. And then Bronzeville started having like an egg. Well, I kind of put Bronzeville into an existential crisis on accident. Um, and then Bronzeville. Uh, Estrella had to take Bronzeville away because Bronzeville was just going, I'm a stimulant. I'm a stimulant. I'm the stimulant. And that was a little alarming. So, um. Wow, you're getting really good at your voices, Pi. Uh. Oh, that was me. That was me. Uh, actually, I'm a. You didn't know this. I'm a. I, I do, uh. Ventriloquism? Yeah, yeah. We've been doing. We actually. We have known each other it's this when. whole time. Anyway. <laughs> no, Pi, I think this is important. I think Estrell might be awake right now. All right, then. She's um... connected to the stars. Unless, well, yeah, she must be. She's a star elf. Then we should head into town, yeah? Yes, and then I think we should make way for the Blue Mountains. All right. Now, if you go into the Blue Mountains, you want to get up there. The person to talk to is Agatha. Okay. All right. I say we divide and conquer here. All right. So if you guys mm -hmm. go talk to Estrell, then I'll go talk to Agatha. Okay, that sounds wonderful. Okay. Thank you very much, Jimbo. Yeah, you got it. And then uh, I'll meet you guys. There's like uh, an elevator that goes up the mountain. Okay, so it's mm -hmm. like head to the mountains. You see anybody on the way? Ask him to give you directions. They'll get you there. It's no problem. Okay. Great. Well, I'm so glad we found you and not um, somebody else. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen the Nebulon Rider yet, but that doesn't mean they're not here. So keep your eyes peeled, okay? Stay ready. Hold on a second. Do you think because I now have some sort of connection with the Comet Stone and this, do you think I might know where it went? I mean, you could try. Okay. Um, Pi, um, just stay close in case um, you see something happen. Okay. Or I start bugging out. Alright. Um, Jimbo, um, you can stay and watch or you can head out. Uh... I'll stay, I'll stay nearby for this, just in case things go bad. Um, okay, uh, going to start drawing runes on the ground. Okay. Um, magical runes, and I'm going to try and connect. I don't know what spell I can really use. Um, let's look at your spell list and see if anything, um, anything can apply to this. Let's see what we have here. Or Truth of Magic, Veritas Arcanus. Uh, I think 
to Veritas Arcanus. Yes, I think. I think that'd be the best one. Yeah. Lucian, yeah, go ahead and use that one. That sounds good. Veritas Arcanus and my um, hands are sort of like in the like, sort of Illuminati, <laughs> uh, placed onto the ground in the center of these runes. I'm sort of kneeling down and um, they alight and a uh, picture plays if it works. <laughs> okay, uh, go ahead and roll a d20 uh, for brains, uh, since you're using your spells here, and add your magic die. That's really good. That's a 20 total. 20, okay, fuck yeah, all right. Uh, you uh, pop up this image. Um, you feel that refraction again kind of hits you. Um, uh, again, uh, do you have anything you try to do to mitigate that? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm I'll hold on to pie. Okay. Um, then, ground myself. Uh, give me a grit check and add um, a d6 onto there uh, for this. And you're going to be kind of taking from Pi's um, rage and bloodlust pool, those kind of things for this check. So you're just kind um, of using Pi here to assist you. Six. Six total? Mm -hmm. Do not take any harm. That's good because I would have been down. <laughs> um, you kind of like push through this kind of refraction there and um it's weird like you you expect your energy to connect with like the glade where the comet stone is but it doesn't you feel it like go there and then jolt elsewhere and you're like on top of the mountain now you can't like see much but you can feel the comet stone is here and as like you do you kind of feel this kind of shimmering light that's twisting upward and almost becoming a beacon um and you can feel another presence traveling down towards the Comet Stone. It's almost like when, when the Nebulon Riders hit the atmosphere, things got weird, but mm -hmm. they're not down yet. So that flash was more like a signal of like, they're here and they're coming. Like they're, they're coming like immediately. It's a flare of where they're going to land. Yes, exactly. Jimbo, if you stick around here, you will find the Nebulon Rider. Okay, so uh, here, I stay around here then? I don't know if that's a good idea because um, they will be coming at, at um, some great velocity into the ground. Um, okay. Good to know. Uh, all right. Uh, and you can feel that pole that they're coming down from is the mountains. They're coming onto the mountains where the comp stone is now. Mm hmm It's the pole is now the mountains. We need to move quickly. Alright. Uh yeah, let's get moving. You guys go find Estrell and um I'll go uh, I'll go get Agatha. We'll meet by the elevator. Got it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh you split off. As you um we're gonna like jump. Uh is there anything you wanna I'll give you a moment here if you want to talk to Pi about anything. If not, we're just gonna move forward and you guys will be entering into town. Great. No. Uh, dawn is coming up. You can see the sun rising as you enter into uh, the town of Duskwood. Um, you, uh, I'll have Pi, I think it's probably for Pi to make a brains check here. Um, but if you want to assist, you can to try to find a strail. 
I will assist, of course. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I can only assist. I don't think I have any reason to know. Um, I'm going to say uh, you'll, you'll continue using that, like, identify spell. So just go ahead and roll a d4 to add on to Pi's d4 uh, okay. here. Uh, you're looking for an 8 total. I got 6. I exploded, so. I got a 2. Perfect. 8. Um, Pi uh, navigates you towards um, a building. Uh, kind of nearby the W Games Arena, like a bit in, it's kind of there, and you can see um, uh, a young star elf woman kind of um, sitting on uh, on the edge of the roof and kind of looking up at the stars. Uh, as Pi approaches, Pi says, uh, Hey, Astro, um, what's, what's going on? Uh, my friend Varanus, my best friend. Uh, has like weird star stuff, and I know that you're like my star, my star player, and my star gal. So I was just wondering if like you know anything about like the stars and and stuff. Uh, she looks right now and says, "Oh, uh, hi, hey, Pi. Um, who's your who's your friend with you?" Um, hi, hi there. I'm Loranis. Um. Hello, Rannis. I'm a sun elf, but however, I also have... Um, this is a new development. That's fun. Uh, yeah, it almost to tore me apart. My body almost died. Oh, not, that's... So. That's not so fun. Um, <laughs> what's, uh, what's, what's going on? You want to know about, like, uh, stars and stuff? I thought you might be awake. Because uh, of what I saw. Yeah, I felt like a, like a, it was like a, something like, I don't know what it was, but something like woke me up. I felt something. I don't know. I'm just kind of looking out right now. Could I show you what I saw? I draw, I drew it um, in my, my book here. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so should we like go up, up, go climb up there or? Oh, uh, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll slide down. Uh, she like she hops on a pole like a like a a drainage pipe and kind of like swirls down it, um just kind of spins down it like super uh, athletically like a fireman going down a fireman pole like ready to lands. Mm -hmm. um, uh, she kind of uh, steps forward to look at it. Um, are you showing her the uh, the dream you just had, right? Not the first dream. Uh. Yes, and um, once that, I will recount that as well. The um, first once I should... Yes, after the, the drawings. Oh shit, you were in the Lumiano dynasty? That's, that's weird. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, that's from there. Um, it's where I, um, where I grew up. But, uh, um, those two figures there are, uh, Candessa and Vesca. Uh, and points to the woman in like the indigo robes and um, the masculine figure in the maroon robes. Um, they're like kind of. Hmm? I write those down. They're like kind of like uh, like a kind of like uh, overseers of uh, the city and business and stuff. Netherland riders, those are dangerous. They're like trained. Um. 
I guess like military, we don't really have like military. It's just like these like forces that we like these individual small groups we send out kind of thing, like a little battalion. And that's like what the Nebulon Riders are, are one of those. Um, so I don't really know uh, uh, why they're coming here. That's kind of, it's kind of weird. Uh, you mentioned a Sorius, right? I think that's why they're coming. Right. Um, a Sorius stole something? Give me a charm check here. Uh, that's a 10. A 10. Okay. Um, all right. You said Asorius stole something? That's what they were talking about. Um, you said Veska and Candessa, right? Uh, yep. Yep, those are the two. Uh, they're not surprised by Asorius, if I'm being honest. I mean, look, like, I, I got to know him better down here. Like, I knew him before. He's kind of a kind of a shithead, but like, I mean, whatever, you know, like, people can take what they want and go and do whatever they want to do, like, you can't stop them, you know, so. Well, apparently the, the, the dynasty seems to think uh, differently. It's something of great um, magical power connected to one of the Arcanums. I don't think it's um, the star Arcanum there. It's weird. I don't know what. It seemed to be an egg, a stone, um, void um, dragon. I don't know. That's um odd. I I guess. Uh, I don't know why they want that. Yeah. Um. I honestly I don't know either. Um. I. I. I don't really, Asorius and I, you know, like, I, I don't really, I don't really know, I don't really know them that well. Mm -hmm. uh, give me a charm check here. Or an, it's be more like an insight check to kind of read the situation, what's going on. Another 10. Um, Astral for sure hooked up with Asorius, caught feelings, and Asorius was not uh, about it at the time. And then later on, like, and then there's more, but that's what you get right now. So I, I don't really know much about Asorius. All right. Um, I. Well, that's not really important um, for what's happening right now. So one of the Nebulon Riders is going to be where the Comet Stone used to be. In the oh, forest. It's coming to the forest. No. Um, the Comet Stone has moved. It is going to the Blue Mountains, the Twins, Twin Mountains. Right. Um, they sort of marked like a, a flare, like they are going to land at that spot on top of the mountain. Okay, and then, um... I don't know, I, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know what I can, uh... I wish I could help you. Like, I really, really do, but, like, I just, I'm just, I don't really, like, I can go, I, maybe I can go with you if you, if you want me to, but, like, I. Well, like, I, it just might be nice to have a, um, a contact 
that can interface with the Nebulon Rider? Because I don't think they're going to want to listen to um, me or Pi or Jimbo or Agatha. Okay. Um, uh, give me a charm roll. Another ten. I, I mean, if you if you think it'll help, then uh, yeah, I, I can go with. Um, that would be um. I would appreciate that very much. Um, of course, do not put yourself. Uh, if you ever feel like you're in danger, at risk of anything, uh, you can leave. Uh, okay. You're not like forced into seeing this through all the way. Uh, then yeah, I'll, I'll. If I feel uncomfortable, I'll do. Okay, and I won't judge you for that. Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh. All right. Uh. Hi, you you good? Oh, I'm chilling. Everything's great over here. Uh, all right, then let's head over to the. You guys don't take in the elevator, right? Yes, we're supposed to meet Jimbo and Agatha at the elevator. Great. Okay. Uh, you head off towards the elevator. Um, on your way, you walk we go by. past those those darned construction workers uh, that Pi you... told me about. You pass by the canyon here. Uh, you can see that there are some construction workers. Um, they're working on the um, the uh, like the why can I think of it? The terrace like landing that like goes over the edge, the overhang that like looks mm -hmm. down over the canyon. Um, you can also see they're working on like a little shack um, that looks to be kind of like an outpost, just kind of make sure and observe, make sure everything's okay here. Um, you can see the mountain elevators like a bit. Uh, you, you don't know where it is yet, so you don't know how far ahead it is. Um, uh, it's about, like, probably, like, 6 or 7 a.m. now. Uh, the sun's, like, risen. It's probably, like, uh, a bit up in the sky. There's, like, harsh angles of sunlight coming down. But dawn has passed. Um, as you approach, you see two familiar uh, um, carpenters working on this uh, kind of shelter house kind of thing. Um this outpost uh and you can see they're uh working on it and you see maxon and yogan the people that you met who are travelers coming here uh it seems like they have found work uh there give me a notice check seven seven okay uh you see that um uh pi and estrell are kind of like chattering amongst themselves and pi's like oh well um you know, like, I, I really feel bad about Bronzeville's. Bronzeville okay? I was like, oh, don't worry about it. Bronzeville's fine. They're, they're coming out of it. They'll be just fine. Uh, maybe just next time, they probably shouldn't do Stardust. Yeah, yeah, it's probably a good idea. My bad on that one. I didn't mean to, like, influence them that way. No, no, it's, it's okay. Like, they, they've learned. They'll know what to do next time. It's okay. Um, as this conversation's going on, you pass by, and you see them working, and you can see that they're making this out of a familiar wood. You can see, oh, it's some oak wood. Um, it looks really familiar and it takes you a second but it looks kind of like pies would but it, it can't be it's older and more mature it, you can tell by the rings on there that it's from a much larger oak and you realize that this 
hut is being built out of Pi's tree dad. Pi has not noticed. Pi's like, oh, well, you know, like, I just want to see if Pi notices. Oh, no, Pi does not notice. Well, like, I, I just feel bad about Bronceval and all of this, uh, you know. Uh, good morning, uh, Max and Jürgen. Oh, uh, hey, Loranis. Um, it's, uh, nice to, I mean, I guess it's nice to see you. I'm glad you're doing okay. Um, I'm not mad at you anymore, and I'm sorry that I was. I took some time to reflect, and, uh, Jürgen here helped me out with that. Yeah, uh, we just, like, talked it all out, and everything's, like, you know, we get well, it. We get it, man. We get it. Uh, I, um, that's lovely to hear. I also see that you found work. Um, yeah. That's wonderful. That is pro probably because of us, because we destroyed quite a bit. Um, well, sure, but, like, that's not, like... Sorry, sorry, no, no, go ahead. I was a little... I, maybe I'm... I am not full... I was gonna... Clap back, but I'll hold myself. Sorry, sorry. Well, we well, it, well okay. The earthquake did destroy, but it, we were there, and it feels like there's some sort of responsibility of us showing up and things breaking in this town. So, so we, so are you, are you asking me to thank you for giving me work? Because that's what it feels no, like. No, no, no. I am just admiring your craftsmanship. Thanks. Yeah, we found like this real nice oak, like deep in the woods. We mm. thought it'd be like great, great building material. You know, oh, uh, an oak tree, you say? Well, oh no, I, I am high. I'm high. I'm the guardian oak. Um, now I hear oak tree. That's my job. I'm the big oak. They go. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what you building there? Just like uh, like a little safety outpost thing, you know, just to like keep watch and make sure everything's okay. Uh, you can see they start sweating. Do um, they see the resemblance as well? Uh, let's let's roll. Let's roll. Let's roll and see. Uh, no, and no, they don't. Uh, they're just all like, oh shit, another oak tree. It's bad. It's bad. Did we like do something wrong? Um. <laughs> Just hot. Uh, they're, they're picking up a weird vibe from Loranis, I feel yeah. like. Uh, uh, you see, uh, Yogan walks over and is like, um, dude, is there like something that like we're, we're missing here? Hmm. <laughs> if I tell you, I don't think you're going to be chill about it. Okay, do you want to like tell me later then? Or <clears throat> should I just not know? I think it's better if you don't know. Okay. All right. It's not, it, um, it's just, it's a lot for me to know, and it's great that you, you don't. Uh, you see Yogan be like, okay, and then goes over to Maxon and whispers in the ear. See, Maxon's like, no, no, I didn't. I did, why the fuck? No, I didn't kill anyone. What do you mean? Sorry, sorry, just, just want to make sure. Want to make sure. Yeah, no, no, well, fine, well, fine, right? Yeah, okay. Well, thanks for... Uh, yeah, let's get going. Thanks for coming by. All right, we're going up to the mountains. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is 
is more stressful. Uh, this is like his uh, Loretta's thoughts. This is more stressful than being torn apart by the cosmos. <laughs> I told you this is gonna be a fever dream. Uh, Astro leads I you. To do. <laughs> Astro leads you over to the elevator, and you can see that there are some uh, guards set up there. Um, they're in like regular. It's like weird. It's like the the clothing in the town is like evolved a little bit, but these people are still wearing like rags and like shit clothing, like far like the dirtiest farmers' clothing ever. Um, so they still have like that mob feel to them. Um, so they're they're just like standing there. They just look like farmers who just kind of like taking over. They got pitchforks. Um, someone's got like a shovel. Uh, another guy's got like a digging hoe. Um, Dick. <laughs> uh, another one has like a full on like like plastic rake um, from like <laughs> Ace Hardware. <laughs> it's called uh, uh, Face Hardware. Yeah, or it's fantasy, so it's Mace Hardware. No. Um, you just stand there, and you see one figure is kind of, like, standing in front. Uh, you've seen them before. Uh, you've heard of them about town. This is, uh, Esmond. Uh, and Esmond is one of the lieutenants of the Moblisha. He's kind of standing there in front of the, uh, mountain elevator as you approach. Hmm, okay, um... Uh... Hello. Dawn's rising to you! Uh, yeah. Uh, Dawn's risen to you as well. Uh, hmm. Uh, can I can I help you today? Yes, we would like to um go uh, use the elevator if that is possible. Give me a charm roll. I won't do it yet. <laughs> it's in the back pocket though. Hmm. That's a five. What are you uh? What are you going up there for? Um, we are actually, um, supposed to be meeting Moody the Moon Troll. Um, we're going to the Moon Cave. Uh, I don't think that, uh, Moony's, uh, in town. At the moment, I haven't heard about that. Mm. I haven't seen Moony, uh, pass through. You know, that's really strange, because, um, Wendigity, I'm sure you've seen Wendigity in the past few weeks. Sure, I watched them leave a little while ago. Yes, they they said they were going to be meeting Moody the Moon Troll in the Moon Cave. Uh, well, it's when Diggity uh, are uh, coming now? No, no, no. Um, well, when Diggity, uh, this was by recommendation of when Diggity and Camel the Camel. Um, I am writing lyrics. I don't know if you've heard about Reggie the Twilight Queen. The new I mean, musical. everybody knows Reggie the Twilight Queen. Mm, mm, right. Um, so I'm trying to help Gormond with the writing of some of the lyrics. Also, trim down the show a little bit so it's not nine acts that has been on the this nine, rumor I, mill. I heard it's eleven now. Oh boy! Um, you didn't get the, since, the daily news. When, when did you get your news from? This morning. This morning. Daily newsletter came out. Yeah, it said uh, Roger the oh. Twilight Queen now eleven acts. You know, it actually, it, it's gone down since this morning. 
Wait, this morning? Yes. Oh, fuck. As in, like, yeah, like an hour ago. Oh. Mm, okay, well, I'm going to have to have a conversation <laughs> with the gourmand about that. Um, hmm. so, yes, I would like to um, get to know the space of the moon cave, even if uh, Mooney's not really there. Um, I don't know if that would be infringing on personal uh, property or anything like that, but... Um, uh, I don't know if I can let you up there um, on your own. Uh, things have been a bit precarious since the hmm. uh, tremblings, the earth. Uh, of course, uh, um, of course. Uh, uh, let me get, do you have any references, anyone? I'm sorry, I don't know you too well, um, just so I can oh, make I'm, sure. Yes, I'm Loranis. Um, this is Pi. Uh, we, well, Pi did most of it. Pi saved the town from the, um, the Void Storm. And Loranis saved me from the Void Storm, so Loranis technically saved the town. Hmm. Uh, okay, um, yeah. Uh, Jimbo you... and, um, Agatha are supposed to be meeting us here shortly. Uh, as, uh, as you say that, uh, you'll hear, yeah, 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 we're going up, we're going up. I don't give a... Esmond, shut the fuck up! <laughs> you see Jumbo come like hobbling up. I thought Esmond was very, very nice, Jimbo. We had a lovely conversation. <laughs> yeah, I ain't got time for this shit. Oh, right. I'm yes. gonna like walk. You see, like does the does of course like the the weird walking, the like flips every now and then, the you know Lego <laughs> Yoda like a Star Wars walk over. <laughs> Uh, holds out the cane like right underneath uh, of uh, Esmond's throat and says like I'm gonna be dead in like a day okay so Whoa. Esmond you can fuck off I'm like 900 years old alright so knock it off with this shit and then is Esmond a human just uh, curious yes Esmond is a human they have uh, darker skin um, mm. uh, they're, I, I don't remember what I described their hair as um, but they've got it redone recently so now it's kind of like a short uh, little uh, a shortcut with like blonde uh, tips. They're very very curly, um, mm -hmm. like the the sides are kind of shaved and the top is up here. Um, mm. uh, very very cute. Uh, and uh, you see uh, Agatha comes up and says, "Esmond, don't worry. This business is of the utmost importance. <laughs> we'll go up there, check it out." It'll be fine. Promise. You can hold me to my word. Esmond's like, All right. You sure you got them? I'm sure. Sure. As the fury that flows through my blood. And the honor that's caked and fortified within my bones. All right. Uh, you watch as... Um, Agatha walks up, kisses Esmond on the cheek, and then, uh, this way. I let out a yelp. <laughs> <laughs> Agatha says, this way, looks up to the mountain. Time to return to my destiny. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can get into the elevator. Esmond kind of steps aside. Oh. Thank you so much, Esmond. Um, of course, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. 
uh, you hop in uh, the elevator. Uh, you see, it's like this, um, almost like, a, it's more like a gondola, really, than like an elevator. Um, there's this long cable that extends up. And like the thing itself is like a metal, almost like a basket kind of thing, but with more fortified walls there. And it does move more vertically than horizontally. Um, mm -hmm. And it kind of like, you see Agatha like pull the crank and it and starts lifting you up slowly up the mountain. Uh, you can see there's like windows and stuff to look out that are just like empty spaces, not glass or anything. Um, mm. Give me a notice check as you guys start ascending in this. It's cocked. Ouch! That's a two natural one. Ooh. Okay. All right. Uh, you don't see uh anything. We'll have Pi make one. I am uh a little bit scared of heights. Um. Whoa! It is just straight down there, isn't it? Oh my. Oh, I'm uh, clutching on Agatha's beefy, muscled arm. <laughs> Uh, uh, Jimbo, I should also, uh, mention this. As you're growing up, Jimbo's like, okay, you guys go up there. I'm gonna stay down here. Make sure that in case they come to the glade, someone's here. I'm gonna do research. I'm gonna stay on that. You guys go up there, okay? I'm not, like, look, like, I don't want to go up there. Have, like, the pressure mess with me and get an aneurysm, okay? I'm, like, 900 years old, all right? I can't be dealing with that shit. You are also constantly doing flips, but I respect you for that. Yeah, you fucking better. Does a flip. <laughs> off the like 50 feet down yeah <laughs> climbs clambers onto the side of the wall and just <laughs> scurries you see, down yeah you see comes onto the side of the wall uh there's like a small like a uh, little like lemur there who like starts climbing on jimbo and jimbo's like hey and like points a stick at them and then lemur's like <laughs> and then uh like, I hate scampers off that we've made cranky kong <laughs> <laughs> Bo going is down yeah, Jimbo is Cranky Kong, so just let that imagination run wild. <laughs> okay, um, you guys continue your ascension, you're clinging to Agatha. You see Pi is like, you remember the W games when Pi leaned out way too far over the railing? Uh, mm. Same kind of thing going on here. Pi is like half out one of the windows, like mm. looking down, and you see like a branch, like points is like Loranis. There's like weird shapes down there. Look, look, look. Oh, I, I no, 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 Loranis. No, they're really cool. They're really cool. They look like little people. Mm. If like... I if I look, I will throw up. Um, please come inside so you don't um, fall. You're a tree, and I don't know if you're top heavy or not. Uh, as like Pi is like moving, you feel like the thing like start to like shake Ooh. a little bit, and then Pi like climbs back in and he's like and comes over and he's like, "Sorry, sorry, Loranis, my bad, my bad. You good? Um, yes. Uh, I'm better. Okay. Um." What, um, what are you thinking about, like, this whole anchor thing? I don't know. Maybe I'll, um, maybe I'll find it up here. Alright, do you have, like, any ideas of, like, what you're looking well, for? Or what you need? I'd love to help if I can. I have always, um built i like collecting things that are 
unique. Uh, they don't have to be expensive. They just need to be something different. Mm -hmm. um, currently, my plan, if I don't find anything, is um, maybe you can come with me. Um, you are the thing that grounds me at the moment. I mean, yeah, I'd love to try to be like your anchor. You have roots. You are, I mean, when you go to sleep, you are immovable. Yeah, maybe I can, like, tuck you up in there and, like, wrap you up like a little baby. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but I would like to find something that you know, it means something to me, and it's not because of my station of wealth. Sure, that makes sense. Something that's like emotional and means something to you. Mm -hmm. uh, you see, uh, you feel um, <clears throat> movement in the muscled arms that uh, hold you aloft. And Agatha turns and says, If you're looking for things that mean something to you, I try to look at the people that mean the most to me. It's my sister, Penelope. You remember her. Yes, you told me about the very sad story. Naming her was quite a challenge. Mm -hmm. But, one thing that always reminded me of her was this. And she pulls out a snow lily. You can see she's holding it by like the stem. It kind of curls up from her hand. You can see there's about five petals here. Kind of extend out. Um, they have like little pointed tips at the end of each petal. And in the center is like this faint kind of blue, almost like dusting across. It's just like pigment that's uh, in the petal. And it kind of fades to this white along the edges. And in the middle, you can see is like a um, like a whitish yellow kind of uh, like stamen pollinator, whatever the fuck it is mm -hmm. in flowers. Um, mm -hmm. This always reminded me of my sister. Something about it felt similar. It felt like when I was holding it, I was holding on to her heart. And so now I hold on to these and I carry her memory with me always, even though she's gone. Hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Estrell? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you have anything that reminds you of something important? Um, yeah. Uh, she pulls out a small pearl. Um, when I, um, when I landed here, uh, I landed by the sea. Hmm. And, um, so I, uh, I kept this pearl with me. It was the first thing I found when I landed here. Um, the first step in my, my new life down here. And it's almost like a memory of that 
transition period and things are so beautiful up in the stars everything is iridescent and shimmering but it's all so expansive and this is the first thing i found here that reminded me of home but it's mm. all collapsed it's so small it's so beautiful this reminds me of home do you ever miss home sometimes you know um i miss the feeling of home like the the nostalgia of the fond memories there you know like it's not it's not like i want to go back but i can still remember the good times i had and i miss those i know those feelings all too well yeah it's hard when you it's have a shame. To. Yeah, it's a shame though because the places we come from are the strongest. You feel connected to your arcanum. Mm -hmm. But but it's all you know for a point. I don't think it ever leaves you. Oh, I know it doesn't leave you. Solana's within me. I know that. Exactly. And the stars are within me. In this moment here, everything's kind of simmered down and peaceful. You hear like the the grinding of the gondola as you go upwards and you suddenly feel a lurch followed by another two sounds like something's landing on top and you hear a and you see a furred hand curl down across the edge you can see white blue kind of fur there there's like the shimmer in it and you see this face look down of a monkey you can see fangs there it's more like a baboon um this kind of face here wide eyes that all uh, look like they're all white it's really really like eerie to look at kind of looks into the uh uh gondola and then goes <laughs> and that's where we're gonna go to break <laughs> all right got some ice monkeys moon monkeys baby moon monkeys there we go the moon keys <laughs> uh we'll be back in uh just a moment and we are back okay um thanks for uh hanging tight for us and we're gonna jump back in okay so, Loranis, you are inside of this gondola elevator. Uh, you see the monkeys curled over looking in. Uh, you can see that as that one hoots out, uh, you see, you feel another as two more land. 
and you see looking through the windows a total of five monkeys. Oh, fuck no. Halatia Magus. <laughs> Boom! Right off the bat, all right. Uh, you cast Mantle of the Mage. Um, mm. Does it look the same as normal, or does it look any different than usual? Um, no, I think um, this one is strictly um, a Sun Arcanum spell. Beautiful. It's still the Shimmering Gold. Okay, Shimmering Gold goes over you. Uh, you see uh, high... Um, you see the roots kind of like like basically like dig in onto one of the corners and kind of like spread out through the windows and kind of latch on as Pi kind of grounds uh, themselves in the space as um, these monkeys uh, swoop in. Um, they seem a little um, aggressive at the moment. You're not entirely sure why. Um, you watch as Agatha pulls out two of her. Uh, um, uh, pitons, uh, and, uh, you see a shrill, uh, just, like, ready to, like, basically just, like, box. Just like, okay, here we go. Um, what do you want to do as they land? You have your magus on you, uh, do you want to try to fight them, or do you have any other plans for dealing with these monkeys? You can do whatever you want here. Um, hmm, I don't, I don't, I've not read about them, um, maybe they'll be distracted by, like, some food? I don't know. I'll just, like, toss some pancakes out of the, the window. Where did you get pancakes? <laughs> I've had it. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, you went to uh, um, uh, old, 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 old Panny's Pancake House. Uh, uh, Panny the Pancake Troll. Uh, and got some, uh, pancakes. Um, give me a, actually, give me, first just roll a d20 for me to see how many pancakes you have. This will be like a, kind of like a fate check kind of thing, a luck check. 20 pancakes, here I come. Uh, yeah, 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 fuck it. And if you roll low, you have none, so it's gonna be like a DC kind of thing. What'd you get? I have, uh, seven. Seven? On, on okay. Uh, you have, uh, you have three pancakes. Uh, you see, give me a, uh, uh, I guess this would be charm. Give me a charm roll to see how many monkeys you can get here. Um. Ten. Ten? Two monkeys. <laughs> Jump off. Uh, after the pancakes. Uh, you, you look and you see them land on the mountainside and go, like, chasing down after it. <laughs> as they go down, uh, you can see as, like, their tails, like, flick up. You can see, like, baboons. They have, like, really, really bright butts but it's like a, like you look at it and it's like the full moon is looking at you and you see this like bright light shining you're like whoa okay all right um so yeah that'll be my like action for this round of okay um pi is uh going to uh turn to one of the uh monkeys that is there uh, and, uh, and, like, hit, goes and swings out with the branch, and is like, get off my gondola! And, like, goes to hit them. Uh, this will be a fight check from Pi. It's cocked. Uh, okay, explodes. 19! Pi just, boof, smacks off a monkey, uh, that goes, uh, flying to the side and kind of, like, lands on, um, the side of the cliff. Um, so there's still two here. 
Um, Estrell kind of runs up and gets ready to like uh, punch one of them. Uh, she kind of like punches and misses as like it, it like punches nearby, and she like has to duck and dodge a little bit to the side. Uh, Agatha comes forward with her uh, pitons, um, and she like uh, goes and like kind of like pushes one back and kind of like gets it out of the window, but doesn't uh, get it off yet. Um, you can feel yourself rising again, and you feel like this kind of like you you feel the gondola like swing and it hits the mountainside. Give me a um, this would be a flight check to um, be able to kind of stay on your feet during this. Uh, that is a five. Uh, okay. Roll for pie. Uh, pie kind of like falls to the ground. Uh, there as you hit, uh, you manage to like hit a wall and kind of like keep yourself up as it slams in the side, and you feel like like rubble start to fall and rocks hit the top, and the two monkeys swing into the gondola fully now, um, as these rocks are kind of falling from above. Hmm. 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 Uh, um, what would you like to do? I'm going to look out the window at the rocks, uh, scream, ah! and <laughs> try and blast them out with um, Helio Orum, and I'm going to use Golden Sun to try and just okay. blast them. Give me a fight roll and add your uh, magic die. Eight. Eight. Um, you uh hit one of them in the chest. It'll make a grit check. Uh, really quick to see if it will uh fall or not. Uh, rolling a d10 here. Uh, not at the monkeys, at the the rocks. Oh, they're hitting the monkeys. My apologies. Yeah, no, you hit the rocks, no problem. <sighs> Scatter them across. Um before they can hit the gondola and do any more damage. Uh, as you kind of like are out the window doing this, you look up and um, you can see there's a few more monkeys kind of at like the area where this gondola is going to like, or elevator is going to like land or sit at the top. Um, and it seems like they're kind of waiting there and kind of like cheering on their friends. You see someone like, <laughs> they have like little uh, bowls of coconut to like drink and stuff. Some of them are like exchanging some uh, like rocks and stuff. It seems like they're taking bets. Um, they're kind of having just like a great old time up here. Um, you feel the gondola uh, continue to ascend. Um, Pi is going to try to pin one of the monkeys down. Uh, as Pi's on the ground, a monkey comes and like lands on top and like <laughs> like screams in Pi's face and uh, like tries to like grab onto Pi and will attempt to attack Pi here. Uh, uh, does a little bit of damage to Pi, but Pi uh, turns back over as like they're there and tries to pin the monkey down, kind of twisting over and kind of rolls on top of uh, the monkey. And it's like, stay down, stay down, stop it. I don't know what you want from me. Um. Agatha and Estrella are kind of like double teaming the other one and kind of like going forward, but the monkey keeps kind of like dodging out of the way and like ducking. Um, you uh, ascend again. Um, give me a notice check. Three. Three? Well, I'll tell you what you don't notice. Um, at the top, monkeys are smashing into like the, the mechanics of the 
gondola. Some of them have rocks and they're just kind of hitting it right now. Uh, and um, you can see they're doing, you don't see it, but they're doing something to the gondola. You can feel these kind of reverberations though, regardless. Um, it's your go. I would like to try and start a flame um, at the top of the, um, like, try and, like, scare off the monkeys. Okay, yeah. Uh, you're going to use, uh, um, what are you thinking here to use this? Uh, bolt of flame? Ignatius? Uh, Ignatus bolt of fire. Ignatus, my apologies. Ignatus. Uh, yeah, go for it. Give me a... Uh, this would be more of like an aiming thing, so I'd say this would be a flight check and add your magic die to it. Wrong one. Uh, that's a nine. Well, uh, no, ten. I forgot ten. the plus one. Uh, you hit there and this kind of flame like, like sparks up next to them and you see some of the monkeys kind of cover their eyes and um, uh, jump away, diving into like little holes and stuff that are there as you begin to uh, scare them off. We will roll to see uh, when it gets to the monkey's go if um, it scared the one who's trying to smash the mechanics. Um, but meanwhile, within, you see, as you do that, one of the monkeys, the one that's in the, uh, that Pi is kind of pinning, kind of like wiggles out of Pi's grasp and looks at you and goes, <laughs> and then like starts running towards you. And um, Pi is going to use their new ability um guardian is going to jump in front of you and attempt to hold back the monkey here so be a grit check from pi and pi gets to add a magic die um uh for this so oh that's a fail i just reroll the magic die great that's actually a wild ability so with guardian if uh so i rolled the Regular die, which for Pi is a d12, and then the magic die, and I got a 1 on the d12 and a 2 on the magic die. But if the check fails, I can re-roll the magic die. And I just rolled it and got a 4, so it's 5 right now. Let's see if we get another explosion on here. Total of 7. Um, the monkey's fight is a 1. So um, Pi kind of gets in the way uh, and guards you from this monkey that's coming at you. Um, uh, Thank you, Pi! Don't you mess with my best friend! I got you, Loranis. Uh, Agatha and Estrell. Uh, you see Estrell like walk up to the monkey and like punch it in the face before like scrambling back to the monkey, like, ah! and then um, Agatha runs out with a double piton and like pushes it into the wall and it like hits there before like scrambling up and out and then jumping onto the side of the mountain. So it's just the one monkey left. Um, big roll. Monkey at the top, you rolled a 10, correct, for that flame? Okay, all right. So the monkey at the top is going to roll a grit check here to continue unfazed by the fire. It's a D10, so has to hit a 10 here or else is going to have to run away. That's a 2. Monkey, please. You um, see that monkey kind of run off and the gondola continues its swing, kind of slowly arcing up. Um... You feel it kind of bounce into the side of the rock uh, still, and you see like a crack in the wall, and you realize that there's something like beyond that. You can't quite tell. Um, and you can kind of see like a faint path 
that goes from like here up to where the gondola is. Um, it looks like there's been some, there was something here that might have been covered by rubble recently. All right. Um, so most of the monkeys at the top have dispersed. Yes. There's still one in okay. here that Pi's kind of blocking from getting to you right now. Can I... Hmm. Can I try and make a notice check to see if that it's hollow inside of wherever this rubble is? Yeah, definitely. Go ahead. Give me a notice check. Uh, that is uh, 15. Definitely. Uh, you look and you see there's like this rubble and it's kind of cracked over these vines that are descending there that have these snow lilies growing off of them. Uh, you see the vines kind of go into this chamber and you can see beyond that it goes deeper. Um, you get a glimpse and you can see that there seems to be like some stone uh, furniture that looks kind of like cracked and broken, various like rocks there. And you see, um, you can faintly make out a few books on the ground. Uh, Estrell, do you have any magic? Uh, no, no, I don't really do like the whole magic thing like i can do like a little i can like teleport a little bit great can you try and um i can as well um can you take someone with you is it just yourself i've never tried uh, i don't know okay well, i'm gonna try and take pie agatha we need to get in there see the vines yeah oh wait a minute that's the old moon cave it looks like something's happened. All right, we need to go check that out then. Um, I know you can climb, so I'm gonna try and take Pi with me. That doesn't work. Strill, can you try, but we all need to get in there. Uh, yeah, I'll do my best. Pi, if neither of us can take you, you gotta make a leap of faith. All right, I'm ready to jump. I'll catch you if you fall. Okay. And um stelia ambula and i starlight step uh as you as you like go to do it you feel like energy flare up your arm you kind of swing your arm out and this like this like almost tornado of stars swirls around you and pie um this would be a flight check i think that's fair for this teleportation spell mm -hmm. uh flight and add your magic die onto there Explode on the magic. Explode on the magic. That's wow. on dice. Can't do that. Uh, da, 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 16. 16. You and Pi up here in this chamber. Uh, a moment later. Uh, uh, Astral appears next to you. Uh, and um you don't see agatha but uh we'll see what happens back in a bit mm -hmm. okay uh you are in this chamber now as you look around you can see that there are broken pieces of furniture you can see there was a table a bed a small stool some kind of like uh, a, a like dugout little fire pit there as well as some small um 
instrument stuff, everything looks pretty unused, hasn't been used for a while. And you can see that around the room, various rocks have kind of caved in. Um, the walls are covered, uh, except for the exposed area from the recent rock fall, uh, are covered in these uh, vines. On the vines, you can see these little flowers blooming off that look just like the one that Agatha showed you. Um, as you look around, you can see a smattering of books um, across the floor. Um, give me a brains check. That is a 15. Okay. You see um, two books that kind of catch your eye. They are underneath um, this altar. You can see the altar has this faint channel that goes up above where it seems like light would go through, but there's none shining right now. Or no uh, moonlight shining through right now. Uh, you see like a bit of sunlight coming through. There's like a symbol of um, the cycles of the moon there and beneath that there are three like stone divots that seem like they would hold something um that are like spherical or that kind of mm. shape in those spots uh you grab one of the books and you kind of start to flip through it and you find out it's a diary it's mooney's diary um mm. do you want to read it uh yes okay you start flipping through Mooney's diary. You read about um, Mooney coming here. Uh, that's like when it starts set to guard these eggs. And you realize that there were three eggs in these mm -hmm. little circular spots. Um, moon eggs from the dragon Iowa. You can see that they have been sent to guard these eggs by the uh, Ujara, the uh, troll people. Uh, you kind of flip through. Uh, there's a lot of times of loneliness, um, seclusion, isolation, um, not seeing many people. A lot of time with um, Mooney spent time with their own thoughts here uh, until finally you get to the last entry and it mentions a young girl coming. And when she entered, the eggs started to shift and there was a faint kind of ever-changing glow on the side of the eggs when she walked in. Uh, you see sticking out of the book that's kind of been like shoved in, you see another page that you pull out uh, and you recognize it as a spell. Um, you see, as you kind of like study it, uh, give me a brains check here um, and add your magic die to this. Cocked. Keep rolling the same number. It's kind of insane. Um, that's a 16. 16. Uh, you quickly kind of like look at the spell and you realize you can copy it into your notebook, into your spell book, if you wish. Absolutely. Uh, the, this, um, um, the spell is called Histria Revacious. Um, and it's uh, known as um, um, Reveal the Past, would be the translation, or um, Reveal the History. You kind of copy and you realize that this is a spell that um, you can cast by drawing a picture of a place that you see before you, 
um, or it could be somewhere else in your notebook. And when you cast this, it will show you some of the past of what has happened in this place or what it looked like before. Um, mm -hmm. But beyond that, uh, you don't find anything else in this chamber of major significance. Uh, Pi's kind of looking around is like, whoa, this is kind of weird. And like starts picking up flowers from the vines and stuff and like sticking that into their like wood and branches. It's like, Estrell, can you help me with this? And Estrell starts putting some in as well. I'm going to um, look out through the vines back down on the cliff to okay. see what Agatha is doing. Uh, yeah, you um, you kind of peek out and look down, and you can see that the gondola has like descended farther down than it was when you were up here. Looks like something happened, and it slipped. And you can see um, Agatha like pretty far down, but with like a piton in the wall starting to climb up. And um, you can see that like beneath her is like you can see that on the gondola. It's just now been taken over by the monkeys, and they're all kind of like, like on the gondola, just like, <laughs> just like screaming and having a whole blast up there, or down there, I mm -hmm. guess, on it, uh, as Agatha's slowly climbing up. Okay, I know they don't probably need any help, but I want to look for any rope. Rope. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and give me a uh, an uh, I guess it'd be another brains check to look around here for that. Nope. Don't find rope. That's a one. Yeah, uh, no rope for sure. Uh, none. Uh, the vines are too weak. You couldn't even throw those down. Um, you can see as Pi's breaking it off, like it's so easy for those to snap. Uh, you trust Agatha has got this. Yeah. Oh. But those as... traps are incredible. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you see, like. I look for see, a little bit too long. Yeah, you can see that they're like, like triceps are bulging, like it's like pulling up. Um, and there's like muscles on the muscles. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, as you're there, you're kind of distracted for a second, and you look over and you see a path that curves up to, um, up higher to where you see like that platform is where the gondolas are. You see there aren't any monkeys there. They seem to either have dispersed or slid down the um, cable to land on the uh, gondola. Mm-hmm. Um, is considering casting the new spell that he just copied. Mm. Um, if you would like to. Yes, he is going to start drawing the moon cave. Okay. Uh, give me a uh, brains check here and add your magic die. Oh my god! Explode! Woo! Let's go. Was it the was it your brain check that exploded? Uh huh. Oh Again. yeah. That's that's sweet right there. A thirty-eight. Mm. Yeah. What was it? Historia. Um. Uh, his, it was uh. Where did I write it? Uh. Historia, Historia Revacious. Mm -hmm. uh, as you uh, draw it on there and cast this, uh, and also if you want to, you can also cast this spell on things that you have previously drawn in your book as well. Mm -hmm. um, but multiple castings will not, on like one thing will not give you new information unless you have something else you add into the drawing. Um, you cast it here, 
and you see and what happens is um yeah it's actually like these holographic images of golden sunlight they start like um they like so, sort of like um they stick to all the walls and these like moving images three-dimensional of the moon troll and whatever happens on yeah. the front uh, you see that, like, these three-dimensional images of the room kind of appear, and you see this three-dimensional image of the moon troll kind of walk in. A uh, big, uh, larger figure, probably, like, seven feet in height, covered in uh, fur, but therefore has, like, this bristling kind of white uh, quality to it. Um, kind of like this grayish-white that uh, has, like, these browns and uh, uh, blacks kind of intermingled into the fur. Kind of walks in and you can see that they carry like a bundle with them and they walk forward um and like sit down on the floor you can see that um like in this where like you see the bed is you see like as they sit there the bread kind of disappears you realize the bed wasn't there at this time um sits down on the ground opens up this bag or this like bundle and you can see three glowing uh eggs and the eggs are a light blue color um they look while everything else is bathed in moonlight and sunlight, these are bathed in moonlight. Um, Mooney pulls them out, sits down with them, looks over to the like stone flat altar there, and puts each of the eggs in to their spot. And you watch as like these like the the glyphs on the um, the cycles of the moon glow there before landing on the full moon. Uh, and in that moment, you realize, oh, that was the time when this happened and uh, moon kind of sits down and keeps watch um the image kind of changes a little bit like things speed up you see moon moving about really really quickly like things are just fast forwarding and fast forwarding and fast forwarding until you see a young girl come in she has very very similar features to agatha but much younger um she kind of comes in you watch as Mooney kind of talks to her and she walks over to the eggs and you see the eggs kind of sparkle and change and then they flash forward and you see Mooney and her leaving with the eggs. And that's where um, the image ends. Hmm. Uh, and Estrell and I assume Pi also see this. Uh, yeah, up to you. If you think the spell would, I'm gonna say- I think in, you Okay, then from now on, if you- For, this, spell, for this instance, since we're inside of the space. Sure, okay. Beautiful, yeah. Um, yeah, they all see it. Uh, Pi is kind of like, whoa. Is like, startled by this. And it's like, Loranis, you got really good at spelling. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm so impressed. Thanks. Uh, Estrella's just kind of like, wow. Wow, that was, okay. That's, <laughs> I don't to do that. Jeez, I can take a run of pro ball or a dart, but. Uh. The spell concludes. Um, what would you like to do now? Um, I'm just going to once again check on Agatha. How close is she? Uh, still a bit down. Uh, she's like probably like a couple hundred, like probably like 150 feet down. So it's going to take her probably like a little while to get up here. Um, but you can hmm. continue up if you would like, or you can wait, and we'll just like fast forward. Up to you. Yeah, we'll wait and then go up with Agatha. All right, Agatha, uh, you wait there. Uh, you kind of hold a hand down. You and Pi help pull Agatha up 
Um, I don't. I certainly don't. don't. Australian. I say I offer it, and I say Estrell, you're probably stronger than me. Oh, uh, yeah, sure thing. Uh, there, you guys pull Agatha up on a ledge. Agatha's like, it's been far too long. I've forgotten my training, the ways that I was once learned it. I'm weaker than I imagined. It's um, still quite impressive, nonetheless. Thank you, Loranis. Those are kind words. It's a shame you couldn't see my awesome new spell that I cast in here, but that's fine. You'll have to cast it for me again sometime. I'd hate to miss out on a cool, awesome new spell. You could have seen your sister again. Oh. My sister. Kind of turns away, lost in thought for a moment. <laughs> anyway, can't get distracted with the past. We need to keep on moving. And the path is in front of us. Mm -hmm. Right here. You go up the path. You curve up and around. You see the gondola station is on like an outcropping that kind of emerges and the path continues to go up and you walk out to this kind of um, uh, plateau nestled between the two mountains, uh, Colossa and Titanus. And you can see there is this um, field there beautiful blue and white lilies emerging across it. Uh, you see Agatha kind of like a brief and of relief kind of relaxation. This is a safe place for her. You can see these they have about four to six um, petals each, but something odd you notice compared to the one Agatha showed you is they all have like shimmering blue dust. It's kind of like cast across them all over. And in the center of this, you can see a pit. And in that pit, you can see a familiar stone. Give me a notice check really quick. As I'm sketching? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, that's a 12. Uh, you can see that around is um, these various structures that have kind of collapsed. They look like stands almost people to sit in. They uh, kind of look around this central area and uh, you can see there's like an overhang that looks over the canyon uh, and kind of like a little bit over the valley that has some more of these stands there. Um, it's kind of on the other side of where, like it's kind of like off to the angle of where you came up, but you can see it um, there. It looks like they're kind of crumbled and old. It almost has the feeling of like stumbling into an uh, like an ancient archaeological expedition site. Mm. Uh, various moss and stuff has grown over these structures that seem to be made of uh, a mixture of stone and another substance you're not quite familiar with. It could be hair. Mm. I'm just drawing all of this. Mm -hmm. uh, Pi kind of like starts wandering around a little bit. Uh, Stops like near the crater there and is kind of like looking at the stone. Um, as you sketch that crater, you can see that there's like almost like swirling, uh, like a swirling network, like a spider web of like galaxies and cosmic dust that go up to the edge of the crater. And inside, you can see like decaying snow lilies in there. And in the very mm -hmm. center, you can see the calm stone. It's pulsing lightly. 
And you can see like a faint shimmer that shoots up into the atmosphere. Uh, I finished my my drawing and mm -hmm. um, I tell us um, I've never seen the Comet Stone do this before. I've never, uh, I've seen the Comet Stone like once. I've never really, me neither, I guess. Um, yeah, it seems kind of weird. Should we approach or should we um, stay away? I, I mean, you came here to find it, right? If you approach, though, I feel like we talked about the, the anchor. Do you know what you want to use? Yes. I've had it the whole time. Oh. Holds up my beautiful, like, drawing. Oh. A perfect choice. I love it. You hold up your pen. Mm hmm Or your, your quill. Uh, whatever, your tool, your wand. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, do you want to approach the uh, stone? Yes. Okay. You step into the crater, and you feel light kind of flow across your skin, going up, almost like illuminating your veins, like the star dust that does on your arm, like those kind of lines there trace across the rest of your body as you kind of step in. And for a moment, it's a little alarming. But it doesn't feel like anything. So you keep on going. You approach the comet stone. You hold your hand out. Do you want to place your hand on the stone? I hesitate for a moment. And then I would like to touch it with only a single finger. You touch it with the finger, your body jolts forward, you're out of your body, you're soaring through the sky. Give me a grit check. Add your magic die to this. Uh, as long as you have your anchor, you will always add magic die to these grit checks. Explode? Uh, actually, you'll add a magic die, as you have your anchor with you, you'll add a magic die to any of the checks you make within the dream. So. Have that ready for multiple checks you might make. Mm -hmm. I exploded on the magic die. Okay. I exploded again on the magic die. You're good. I, keep I on going exploded again on the magic die. This is Don't the first ruin one. This all right, me. all right, all right. I'll tell you what the DC is when you're done. <laughs> well, it's it's also levels of the success, right? That's true. That's true. Yes, yes, yes. 12, 18, 24 okay. on my D6 of grit. The lowest DC on here is a two because this is the first check of uh, this sequence. So fucking crush that. Um, mm. And uh, I'll, don't worry, you'll still get rewarded for that high roll. Uh, you shoot up into the sky and you feel it kind of refract there. And uh, you jump forward again like you're in those frames. This time you land and you are in control. Um, you can feel like you're kind of incorporeal in this moment. You are um, kind of like an actual projection kind of thing. You're kind of floating in this space. You are deep within a familiar city made of starlight. You can feel yourself pulled and you just kind of easily just 
dodge out of the way of the structures that are kind of coming towards you as you are pulled by this energy that you have no control over. You just twist, turn, kind of go with it and let it take you where you need to go and find your way there. No flight check needed and no grit check needed here. You get to your destination. You enter a massive central chamber. It takes your eyes a moment to adjust, and even then, it never feels like they truly do. This room is a supernova within a black hole, and vice versa. Cascading lights and starlight flicker and die before being reborn again. You see dozens of people kind of scattered around the room. Gravity is almost a, a work of your imagination in here. People are standing on different sides as though they were standing normal. No problem whatsoever. You can see the two figures that you remember seeing previously. The feminine form in the deep indigo robes, who Estrell told you his name was Candessa, and the masculine figure in Maroon, which she told you is Veska. They are surrounded by a number of other people in other colored robes. You can see a verdant sparkling emerald and a warm amber orange, but those are only a few of the colors you see. Your focus is drawn by something else. You see a massive creature stalking the chamber frantically. It circles. Hot, glittering, rageful breath falls from its furious nostrils at the scaled behemoth. A translucent shimmer of ever-changing light coats these scales, and wings of dark nebulae flap and extend energetically. You see an immense and impossibly ancient cosmic dragon, the most pure form of the star arcanum you have ever seen. You can feel pulses of energy along your arm and along your entire body. You watch as it leaps up, jumping and landing across the cylindrical chamber onto another side, up and above to your left. It stares down at the gathering of star elves in brilliant cloaks and speaks. Find it, or I will. The woman in indigo steps forward. I understand you are upset. I and much more than upset. The dragon leaps up onto the other side of the ceiling. As it moves, it seems as though gravity changes with it. And you watch as even the star elves kind of regain their footing and their hair kind of shimmers. And even your form like kind of shakes and shimmers in this space. And you kind of move against your will as its gravity changes where you are. The woman looks up. We will find the egg. Hasten your progress, or I shall leave. The man in maroon steps forward. But then the Lumiano will fall. If my child is not retrieved, the Lumiano will fall regardless. Yes, but, Veska, stand down. Great Alderis, our guiding Nova, we will find your child. The dragon does not respond. You watch as she breathes in. Sensing. The great Alderis snaps her head to you. She sees through this kind of astral image that you are in, and she leaps towards you, winds, wings extended. Her mouth opens up. Trespasser, come to rectify your deeds. You cannot hide on Keth. The void will not protect you anymore. You watch 
from her open mouth. A beam of energy that you can't even see strikes out at you. You feel you're being twist and bend, forced into a deep compression, as though you were being minimized and reduced nothing but a stream of atoms, gravity pushing on you and breaking you down. Give me a grit check here. I have a question. Yes. Can I use my solar visage? Yes. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Definitely. I, even though I'm in this incorporeal form, I, lines of golden, it's like broken magma cover my body and I'm heating up. I'm getting impossibly hot. Of course, the sun is a star itself in its own way. Um, and in this transformation, I get a, my magic die changes to a d6. Oh, amazing. Yes, this transformation happens. This sunlight kind of bursts out of the room and now everyone can see you. You watch as all the star elves turn to look at you and the sunlight is kind of forming. And like you said, these cracks and magma, like the surface of the sun, the corona there, you can see solar flares kind of bursting out as you are filled with magical energy. It is white hot and impossibly radiant. Beautiful. Okay, give me that grit check. Okay, I got an eight. I can spend as well. You will need to I spend need to. two. I will absolutely do that. Okay. You spend two. As this dragon leaps towards you, uh, the great Alderis, you feel the breath of gravity hit you, and you produce your own source, and as it kind of tries to reduce you, you push off and you snap back on the on the tether that you know your um your anchor and you fly through. You I would like to yes. try and quickly say, um, as I'm being sucked away um, at the speed of light, Oramandin yes. uh, will remember this. You see, like a kind of like a look, like like lowered uh kind of almost like confusion um and also like a sense of uh give me a, actually give me a charm check to do like an insight here explode hell yes explode oh, big money baby big money one oh and i get to add my d6 for the magic die yeah or no yeah you're in the you're you have your focus with you uh and you're in the stream space you get to add that d6 27 you look and you realize that there is uh like in her eyes you're not who she thought you were she thought that you were someone who came here and in this you kind of remember your past dream you had of seeing her eyes which you had seen before in a quick image and an egg that was you realize hers being taken over by this void shadowy presence that kind of consumed it and captured it before you heard the words that snapped you out of your last dream she realizes as you realize she you realize that she realizes that <laughs> you are not uh that individual and yes. you get a sense of uh remorse uh, her frustration, her fear of losing her child um, mm -hmm. has caused her to become very angry, understandably, and uh, in doing so, she lashed out and realizes now that she lashed out at the wrong person. Um, 
you kind of you you kind of like see that in that moment, uh, mm -hmm. and you can take with that however you want. But that's what you see. Mm -hmm. You are snapped away. You are rocketing through space. My notes literally say speed of light. So like fucking crush it on like that. Speed of light, boom. Uh, it burns and sears your skin, kind of ripping at your insides, but you manage to hold it together. And it's almost like, as you are doing this, you can see the illustration before your eyes of where you're going next. Um, you can see the stream that you're channeling, or you're traveling in. It's a channel to Keth, uh, from Keth to the stars. You're connected by a tether that you begin to recognize. As you stream down, you can see pinpricks of starlight dancing over Keth, each headed to a different location. Uh, you see one heading towards an area you recognize, two peaks that jut out from the Blue Mountains, uh, this plateau that you are on, surrounded by Colossa and Titanus. Give me a uh, grit check as you're traveling down here. Okay. That's only a four. Only a four. You take one uh, injury token here. Okay. Uh, I still have my mantle up, I believe. So. Yes. So yeah. So you will. Um. Uh, I believe. That's. Uh, I'm at three. Three. Okay. Great. Um. As you hit the atmosphere of Keth, you can see these. You can see more clearly now. Now that you're looking for them, you can see the Nebulon Riders kind of traveling on these channels, like you are. Um, but somehow you're going faster than them. It's kind of weird. Like the speed is confusing. Um, it doesn't quite feel uh, real. You can see the six streaks going out and beginning to separate um, and going to each of their locations. You can see the one that's heading down towards where you are or towards Duskwood. Um, you can, in this moment, you can use your anchor if you want to try to influence which one you're going to. If you want to continue on to Duskwood, or if you want to try to go somewhere else briefly. The other ones were Indragol, Lands Betwixt, um, mm -hmm. Zephyr, yep. the Ocean. Specifically the Zephyr Mountains, and the Citadel of Light yep. is the other one. Citadel of Light. I'm going to the Citadel of Light. The thought of my father being potentially ill catches me in that moment. Okay. Um... Okay, give me a brains check and add uh, your magic die with the d6 on there. Load on the magic. Twenty-three. Okay, you are uh, kind of transported, and you pass by, and that image of your family pulls you into your villa again. It's weird. It's kind of like in a dream where um, things kind of cross over and like things that shouldn't be there are there. And it's almost like what's going on with the stars and its expanse is merging with your personal experience and your personal life and your memories. So as you're passing into the Citadel of Light, you can feel yourself pulling towards a direction, but you kind of stop as you hit the villa and crest above it. You can see it's expansive, it's beautiful gardens with sunflowers. Um, tulips that are kind of growing up and blossoming there. Um, you watch as a uh, dandelion like sparks off in these like glittering sun, um, uh, like tufts of sun fade away. And uh, you see your brothers walking outside. You see the one in 
um, the military regalia uh, kind of walking beside the other one. His condition remains the same. The diplomat looks not better, but not worse either. I think we should tell them. Who? Mother? And a brother? No. But I think it's worse. They deserve to say goodbye. Well, if it gets worse, then we'll tell them. Fine. Do you feel yourself continue on past there? As you see briefly an image, you can see your father, his face cracked, um, older than you remember. Seems like he aged faster than you would expect. He looks almost like a thousand years older than you remember him. And you can see him in a bed lying there, kind of looking off distantly. You have a moment here with him. Is there anything you want to do? I approach um, the bed and sit down, sort of lean over to look at his face. His eyes kind of flicker before you see they focus in on the space that you're occupying. You're not there, but it's he can see the essence of you. I would like to roll a charm roll to see what his feelings are in this moment as he thinks of me in the space. Okay, give me a charm roll. It's going to be a high DC. That's 10. Uh, you can spend five adversity tokens if you happen to. Don't have that. Okay. He looks at you. You can see cracked lips, little bits of kind of blood that are within, and you see they have like this dark black kind of coloration to them that seems abnormal. Not like the golden blood that you're used to seeing. Brandis. There's a... Is that... You see, he kind of drifts off. It's hard to make out what he said. It's cracking your breaths. You heard him say your name, though. Give me a grit check. Yeah, I let the feeling of where it's pulling me take me. 
That's a four. A four. Uh, you take one harm. You feel yourself pulled, and um, you feel yourself inside of a temple. You kind of hit a barrier there of sunlight. Um, you've never been here before, but you can feel kind of where you are at in this like ethereal state. Sometimes in dreaming, you kind of know where you are, even though you can't see anything that will tell you that. And you know you're in the Zenith Temple somewhere deep within and you can see a comet stone like the one that you are standing by there in the center and around it this field of sun and as you hit it there's like a flare along it and you see all there's a few mages that are kind of here they look over to that and start to like move towards you and you see one of them holds up their hand and this glowing sunlight flashes out and as it kind of hits you you snap back and you are traveling again back to Duskwood. I'm holding tight to my, my drawing pen. Okay. This will be your last check to get back. Um, this is going to be uh, a grit check here. Have you used your new ability yet? Your reroll? I've not, but that's only for brains. Um... I, I would let you use this for this if you wish to. Uh, if you roll low, you do have that. I'm going to say that this this is very... I'm going to say this will apply to this situation if you wish to okay. use it. Um, yes. Cosmic Echo. Mm -hmm. I have a memory of a shared existence of a star. A person. I'm not sure what it is, but... Um, it tells me guidance of how to um, anchor. Okay. And it sounds like Estrell's voice. Oh. That is a nine. Okay. As you are flying through you feel a hand grab onto you. You are spectral in this moment, and you feel your feet land on something that's moving, and you land on a board. You look up, and you see the face of a star elf. Roll a d6 for me. Six. Oh, six. Okay. Wow. This is wow. You scored big on this one. Uh, you see this woman. Um, the sides of her hair are shaved, and the rest is pulled back into a ponytail that flows along behind. It's beautiful. As it flows, like stars kind of flicker off. The hair itself is a white uh, color, and her complexion is a dark blue. Um, as she grabs onto you, she says, "Who are you?" You travel among the stars, but you are not of the stars. That is true, but the sun is a star after all, is it not? It is. But there is more to... It's not important right now. Where are you from? I am a sun elf from Solana. So, you must have come through the Comet Stone there, in the Citadel, yes? Yes. 
Give me a charm roll. Can I cast a spell? Ooh, yes! What are we feeling here? I would like to use my captivation spell, Tessa okay. Paramus. I try and... Yes. Can we play that? Definitely, you can definitely cast that. Uh, so charm plus magic. That is a an eight. I would I can spend as well if I need to. Uh, let me roll for them. It will be against their grit. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, what did you say? Roll. I rolled an eight, and I can spend up to three. <gasps> I rolled a seven. God damn. Oh my god. You cast a spell and you see their eyes kind of flare over with sunlight there. They kind of look at you. They release you. Uh, they don't re they don't release you, but they release the strength of their grip. They're still holding on to you. It seems like that is what is holding you here with them. You are from the Citadel of Light, then? Yes. We have messengers coming. We are looking for an individual. Do you know anyone by the name of Asorius? No, I've not heard that name before. I will tell the Nebra that going there might be a... Dead end, thank you. I would be careful going there in the first place. The situation of where your stone seems to be is being heavily watched by mages like myself. I see. I expect, I expect some of you. Not all of them are as kind as I. Thank you. I appreciate that. I am assuming that this will be the same for many of the other locations we are heading to. And you watch as she kind of looks off and you see her looking down on her path, which you see is going to a dark orange and black landscape kind of burned and scorched over. Well, what do you know of the eggs? Like a dragon egg. Yes. Have you seen the void yet? I have. You have seen the egg, then? I've not seen the egg. Hmm. I am... I just saw... Your home, I think? I'm sort of freaking out right now because I was like almost like atomized by um, a cosmic uh, dragon. Mm. The Great Alders. Yes. I think they thought I was somebody else. I can't control where I'm going. What did they say to you? What made you think that they thought you were someone else? They thought I was a trespasser and that I was um, stealing their, their child. This must be the egg you refer to. No, I am 
and did not know that the the egg of the cosmos was taken. This is news to me. I am searching for the egg of the void. Asorius has it. Huh. I do hmm. not know who has taken. Have you taken the egg of the cosmos? No, no. Hmm. I, I think they thought I was maybe this Asorius you talk about or the void. I'm not sure. It's hard to say. I don't know why, but I feel like I can trust you implicitly. Thank y you. Yes. I wish you luck on your journey to this um, dark land. Would you allow me to return to my home in the Citadel? Yes. And uh, my name is Signia. That's a lovely name. Thank you. I am the leader of the Nebulon Riders. Oh. That's a very cool name. Thank you. And what is your name? I am Loranus Anorum. Of House Anorum. Anorum of House Anorum. Now you travel safely. And she pushes you off of the board. You are flying through again. And you are back in that stream. And now you are... Kind of in this space, as you travel through, you can feel that familiar pull. You kind of hit the comet stone there. You're not quite back in your body yet. You can feel that that's coming next. Mm -hmm. You have like a moment here where you have a decision you can make. You can see that strand that goes up and you can feel the comet stone here. And with your kind of mastery of this really quickly of these spaces, it feels like if you wanted to, you could sever the connection from the rider coming down to Duskwood and kind of cut this channel off if you wanted to. I don't think I will. Okay. You leave the channel open. You return to your body. You flood back in and you kind of, your eyes flicker open and it's night. Um, as you open your eyes, uh, you kind of see like pie on the edge and you see pies like Uranus, Uranus, it's kind of like, just kind of walk around just kind of like keep saying Uranus <laughs> over and over again. Uranus. Mm. You can see Estrella like, like laying on the ground, kind of, um, like half asleep and you can see Agatha's kind of like standing by the gondola, and you see Agatha talking to um, someone else who you see is Esmond. You see, there is a cough that comes out of Loranus, and it spews out some cosmic dust. And they hear coughing. Loranus, Loranus, you see Pi kind of like, arch like, go forward into the like crater and then like stops and like, Oh my god, I thought you were dead. I'm glad you're not. That was scary. I am... so tired. Can you, can you get up and, and, and... Can you move? I, I, I don't want to get... I try to get closer I, and it hurt. I try and... tingle, like, yeah. Shakily kind of stand up. The the solar visage fades and you 
stumble forward to Pi. As you come over that like edge of the crater, you feel Pi embrace you and hold you. Morales, what you recall? What you recall? I learned a lot. I'm glad you're back. I need to rest. The Nebulon Rider will be here any minute. All right, all right. Uh, you see, Astral comes over and says, "I'm glad you're okay. It's been um, it's been two days." Ah, all right. Time is different. Ah, uh, that is good to know. Was Jimbo notified? Uh, Agatha, you see Agatha talking to Esme, and you hear her say, I need you to get Jimbo. You get the sense that Agatha is in the process of getting Jimbo over here. Um, talking to Esme, you see the gondola seems to be working again. Um, mm -hmm. If you want to, you can give a brains check to examine the area. Um, oh, I need to start drawing first. Drawing? Mm. Your dream, right? Okay. Give me yes. a brains check here. Uh, you can add your regular magic guy to d4 into this one. Explode. Mm -hmm. uh, 19. Uh, you get most of the dream down. Um, there's like a few details that are a little hazy, like a lot happened in there. Um, but you managed to get most of it down. Uh, yeah, you feel pretty good about how much you've gotten down. I say that's you got most of it. The only things you might have uh, left out could be. Uh, I guess I'll leave it up to you. What things didn't stick the most um, for the Rannis? Mm -hmm. uh, and if you want to, we can like go over that uh, sometime between. Great. Okay. Uh, you yes. are here on top. Um, before, did you want to try to take a rest here or go down the mountainside? What's your plan here? Um, I would like to ask Agatha before I leave this place. Mm -hmm. Does Esmond know about what's happening? A little bit, but I've kept the details hidden. Just kind of went over that there's some strange phenomenon occurring and that Jimbo is on it, and that's all that they need to know. You know it will happen once it arrives. I am nervous, said least. I'm not sure. Do you know what's going to happen? No, I don't. But I know who their leader is, so I have something. That's a good start. And their leader had some kind words of trust. And hopefully that trust will be enough. I think I should rest 
away from the stone for tonight. Uh, we're trying to get the gondola working again. We managed to get it up, but we're having some trouble getting it down. Oh, I can just jump. Right. Uh, you see Pi kind of looking at the ground now. Over in an area. Pi? I think there's something here. What do you mean? Well, come here and look. Uh, you kind of go over there and you see Pi's like digging into the ground and you see that there's like a tunnel that goes down. By Jeeves, you found something hidden. Oh, guess I have. Well, I think we should investigate. Give me a brains check. Unless it will kill me. And it's a monkey tunnel. Uh, then you kind of look around, see the stands. Uh, you kind of do a quick sketch of this area in your book, and um, if you want to, you can cast um, Histria uh, Rebacious to see what exactly this might be. Yeah, Story of Rebacious. You see a bunch of wildlings sitting in these stands. These kind of spectral forms appear, like pop, 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 all through the stands, dotting there. You see kind of next to where Pi is, you see this like canoe, wooden canoe appear. You see wildlings kind of like climb in before taking this boat. It's like wooden canoe boat. There's like four of them in there down this tunnel. And you watch all the wildlings in the stands kind of rush over to that outcrop that looks over off the cliff and kind of look off, waiting. Pi's like, kind of looks to you. Is this a game? I think it's a slide. Well, are you ready to play? Are you ready to fall? I got this. I'm strong. Well, I've got you with magic. So we got this then? I think so. All right. Pi kind of lays down into the spot. The branches kind of rustle in. He's like, hop on. It's time to oak to bargain my way out of this place. Catch you later. See you in the stars. You hop on and you go through this network of tunnels. There's there's been some wear and tear. There's some tight turns. You steer Pi through them. Some holes in the track. Pi bounces up to pushes off to jump over them. Uh, lands. You see a wall of vines. You burn through that. You guys emerge, taking this down before coming out at the bottom. And you see, as you guys come out into this little area, there are these cracked, like stone kind of structures that almost look like silhouettes of people that Pi saw earlier. And you realize that they're pins. Go ahead and roll a d10 for me to see how many pins you knock over. Oh, this is extreme bowling. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine! You crash into nine pins. They fly across. Um, as uh, you come pie, as you come down and kind of like land there, Pudron says, Loranis, that was amazing. Oh, my God. That has to be one of the next sports you do. My gods, that's fun. I feel like we're a team for that one. That was like built for both of us. I need a rest. 
you gather to settle down for the night at the edge of the canyon. Pi kind of settles in, tucks you into their roots, and right as you start to drift off, a voice comes into your head. You feel a stone alight in your pocket, and you pull it out. Hey, uh, Loretus, are you in Duskwood? Find the Romundan in the Gold Canyon. Ask about the dragon eggs. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell him. Tell Agatha Nelope says hi. Message ends, and that's where we're going to end the session. As you get Wendigity's message. I was gonna I was gonna call Wendigity. <laughs> I was gonna call Wendigity. Oh, that's great. That's where you that's where you're gonna take over. I had like challenges planned for the whole the tunnel ride down, which I've called body bowling. Uh, body bowling. Yeah. But... To bowling, to boggling. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also had luge bowling as well. Luge Lolling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was a bit of a long session, but thank you for uh, hanging out with us and uh, watching mm -hmm. it. I hope you all had fun. I did. Yeah, I certainly did as well. Uh, Give us a like, uh, follow, subscribe, uh, rating on Spotify, however you consume the content. Mm -hmm. Whatever works for you. I uh, will catch you next time, I suppose. Thank you. Bye-bye. Peace. Bye-bye.